Hi everyone, my name is Suali from Dogstai Monogastric Nutrition Laboratory at the University of Illinois. I'll be discussing determining digestibility of calcium in different sources of calcium carbonate and dicalcium phosphate. Here is the outline of the presentation. First of all, I'm going to introduce some background and the objectives. There are two experiments conducted to evaluate calcium sources. Experiment 1 will be about calcium carbonate, and experiment 2 will be about dicalcium phosphate. In each section, materials and methods and results will be provided. Finally, I will draw conclusions. Let's start with the introduction of this experiment. Calcium in diets tend to be oversupplied. One of the most possible reasons is that calcium sources such as calcium carbonate is relatively inexpensive compared with other feed ingredients, meaning that there will be no harm if we put more or cheaper feed ingredient when formulating diets. Another possible reason is that a lot of feed additives or sometimes feed ingredients contain calcium carbonate as a carrier or a flow enhancer. What would happen if calcium in diets is too high? First thing that we should worry about is phosphorus digestibility. A previous study in 2011 demonstrated that as dietary calcium increased, shown in the x-axis in this graph, digestibility of phosphorus linearly decreased. As phosphorus digestibility is decreased by the excessive calcium in diets, the body then cannot utilize enough phosphorus for bone development maintenance, or growth. Therefore, excessive calcium negatively affects growth of pigs, and this has been shown in a number of previous experiments already. To prevent oversupply of calcium, therefore, feed ingredients should be evaluated based on digestible calcium. When looking at the composition of nutrients in fecal samples of pigs, not only diet-originated nutrients, but also basal endogenous loss-originated nutrients are contained. Standardized torah tract digestibility is calculated by correcting apparent torah tract digestibility with the basal endogenous loss. And the values for the standardized torah tract digestibility is believed additive in a complete diet. Phytate from plant feed ingredients, including corn, soybean meal, and so on, can bind to calcium ions in the gastrointestinal tract of pigs because the phytate is a strong chelator and therefore calcium digestibility decreases. However, use of microbial phytase may increase not only phosphorus but also calcium digestibility. Different suppliers of inorganic sources of calcium may use different raw materials and different production processes and the concentration of calcium in calcium-containing ingredients may vary among suppliers. It is, however, not known if different suppliers of inorganic calcium influence the standard tract digestibility of calcium or the response to microbial phytase. Therefore, two experiments were conducted to test two hypotheses. In experiment one, the hypothesis was that the standard torah trait digestibility of calcium in calcium carbonate as well as the response to microbial phytase is constant regardless of supplier. In experiment 2, the hypothesis was that 
The standard tolerated digestibility of calcium in dicalcium phosphate is constant regardless of supplier. Let's move on to experiment 1. For experiment 1, we utilized 80 pigs with body weight 19 kg. Four sources of calcium carbonate were used and each source was included in a diet containing mostly corn to provide phytate. A corn-based calcium-free diet was also used to measure the basal endogenous loss of calcium. In addition to the five diets, five additional diets were also formulated with microbiophytase to contain 500 units per kilogram of diet. Therefore, a total of 10 diets were used with eight replicates per diet. Calcium concentrations in four sources of calcium carbonate ranged from 38.9 to 40.3%. Calcium in the diet ranged from 0.67 to 0.69%, and phosphorus concentration was fixed to contain 0.46%. 80 growing pigs were housed in metabolism crates. Pigs were fed 2.7 times maintenance and fed twice a day. After four days of adaptation, total fecal samples were collected for four days. The statistical model included calcium carbonate source, phytase, and interaction. For calcium-free diet, the model only included phytase as a fixed variable. Now, we are looking at the basal endogenous loss of calcium from pigs fed the corn-based calcium-free diet. The basal endogenous loss of calcium was 463 mg per kilogram of dry matter intake and this value was close to the values obtained in the previous data. The basal endogenous loss of calcium was reduced to 304 mg per kilogram of dry matter intake when microbial phytase was supplemented to the calcium-free diet, meaning that phytate from corn can also bind to calcium ions from the basal endogenous loss of calcium and that use of phytase releases the calcium from the phytate-calcium complex. Inaction between phytase and source was not significant. Values for the standard tolerated digestibility of calcium ranged from 71 to 75% when no phytase was used. Supplementation of phytase increased the standard tolerated digestibility of calcium in calcium carbonate. Again, the increase in the digestibility of calcium is because phytate from the corn chelates calcium from calcium carbonate and phytase can release the calcium from the phytate-calcium complex. Regardless of use of phytase, source D had the least and source A had the greatest values for the standard stability of calcium. Let's move into experimental 2, where standard stability of calcium in dicalcium phosphate was determined. For experiment 2, we utilized 40 pigs with body weight approximately 15 kg. A basal diet was formulated to contain corn and calcium carbonate. Three sources of dicalcium phosphate were used and each source was included in a diet containing mostly corn to provide phytate. To adjust calcium to phosphorus ratio, calcium carbonate was also used in the three diets. A corn-based calcium-free diet was also used to measure the basal endogenous loss of calcium. 
We did not use phytase in experiment two because previous data have shown that calcium in dicalcium phosphate is not affected by microbial phytase due to calcium in dicalcium phosphate strongly binding to phosphate instead of phytate. Therefore, a total of five diets were used with eight replicates per diet. Calcium concentrations in three sources of dicalcium phosphate ranged from 18.9 to 20.5%. Calcium in the diets ranged from 0.62 to 0.67%. Housing, feeding, and sample collection are as described in experiment 1. To calculate the apparent and standard total trait digestibility of calcium in dicalcium phosphate, the difference procedure was used after calculating a contribution of calcium from its calcium source in test diet. The statistical model included dicalcium phosphate source as a fixed variable. Values for the standard total digestibility of calcium ranged from 77 to 86 percent, and there was no difference among three sources of dicalcium phosphate. Digestible calcium in dicalcium phosphate was also calculated because the concentrations of calcium and the standard total digestibility of calcium varied among sources. Research showed that digestible calcium in dicalcium phosphate was not different among three sources, and the average was 16.4%. The three experimental diets contained the same amount of corn, sodium phosphate, and dicalcium phosphate, and the apparent toratoic digestibility of phosphorus in diets were also calculated. There was no difference in the values among three diets, and the average was around 54.8%. Let's move into conclusion. First, values for the standardized total trait digestibility of calcium in calcium carbonate varied among sources. However, that was not the case for dicalcium phosphate. Second, the standardized total trait digestibility of calcium in calcium carbonate is increased by use of microbial phytase. Third, the basal endogenous loss of calcium decreased if a corn-based calcium-free diet contains microbial phytase because of the phytate in corn binding to basal endogenous originated calcium. These experiments are also published in Journal of Animal Science, so if you would like to see more details of this work, please find the paper. I would like to acknowledge AB Vista for the financial support and everyone from Dr. Stein's lab. And if you want to learn about the research we are conducting in Stein Monogastric Nutrition Laboratory, please visit our website at nutrition.nsci.illinois.edu or search Stein and pick on Google. Thank you for listening.